Welcome to the Yarn Barn. This episode was made possible by the legends over at Connect Groups WA, the voice for peer support in WA. I don't actually write anything in it. <laughs> this is such a doctor move. It is, yeah. <laughs> I've got my little note cards here, just you know, if I want to draw the brain out or something and pretend like I know what yeah, I'm doing. Yeah, that's it. You take it away and tell all your friends. This guy knows what he's I talking like about. It. All right, Kieran. Before you fall asleep after a long night shift, let's uh, let's have a quick chat. Um, welcome to my office, and uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to come in here and, and just telling us and everyone that's listening, or telling me and everyone that's listening a little bit about your story. And um, why don't we just start with with a bit of an intro? Who's who's Kieran Rowland? Morning, Liam. Uh, Kieran. Is a dad, and I think I'm one of the OGs mm-hmm. from the the Pilbara Dads, Dads Network. Network. Yeah, well, it was originally the Pilbara Network, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, almost six years ago. Yeah, it's a while, isn't it? Mm. But um, yeah, look, I'm dad of two, married uh, for a long time. I'm in my forties. Um, probably. I've been in my, been married with my wife for. Well, geez, I think it's I think it's exactly half my life now. So, and yeah, two wonderful kids. Uh, I'm a Kiwi, raised in North Queensland, where I met her, and and then have spent the majority of my adult life in Western Australia, the Pilbara, uh, either living here or working here. Um. I'm a pretty simple person, I think. Well, I feel I'm simple, but I think I'm complex. Um, you've known me for quite a while now, and you've seen some of the things and whatever that I've been through, and now where I'm headed, which is great, I think. But um, yeah, I work shift work here in, in the Pilbara, um, drive trains, big ones that carry dirt, you know, that are the backbone of Australia, I think what they say or something like that so yeah that's me the daughter she's teenager so we're dealing with teenage daughter stuff and the son is uh still in primary school and just wants to go fast all the time so yeah that's about it got a dog lexi the labrador she's 15 Mm. so she's actually our oldest kid but um yeah no we're that's there's not much else to me to be honest I like diving, spearfishing. Mm. So, yeah. Awesome. So let's go because we have we don't I don't often talk about the Pilbara Dads Network too much, but let's go back to that sort of time, sort of, and I suppose where we sort of started to connect was about maybe six years ago, a little bit around there. What was going on for you at that particular time that was where you realised that maybe you, that kind of a group would be helpful for you? think if i'm correct and you'll you'll probably remember but <coughs> unlikely that i remember <laughs> there was a um there that was a time i think in my life where 
I was a little bit lost in regards to, you know, um, how to be a dad or what's what is a dad. I guess my kids were, you know, at the time. So we go back six years, eight and four, mm. um, and here in town you ran a course, yeah, um, which was something along the lines of connecting with your kids, tuning into kids, tuning into kids. Yeah, so that's right. You ran that course, and there was myself. And another lady um, who attended, hmm. and that's how I met you. That's right. Um, to that course, and you facilitated that course, and it helped me, I guess, take on board some different angles of parenting. And I think at the start, you know, it's like I was totally lost in, you know, I didn't know how to be a dad because all kids want in their younger years is mum, you know, mum provides the food from babies, you know, mum is the one that, not all the time, we have stay-at-home dads, but in my case, Nicole was stay-at-home mum while I was at work, um, so all the kids had was mum, because I was at work and whatever, so I really had no idea what to do, and I was lost, and I still think to this day, if I had little kids now, I'd probably be the same, I think. But I would have a different view on how to manage things as a dad. So, yeah, back then I was lost in that course. It really helps me a lot, actually. And I think it's helped me now more. You know, when those things that we talked about that we, that you, we put into place... Um, I still do some of those things now. Don't ask me what they are because I think it's just natural and it just mm. happens. But um, they helped me moving forward with my kids, which is good. And now I know how to be a dad. You know, there's no right or wrong, though. Mm. You know, there's no rule book, but it certainly has helped, and I think benefited both my kids and and me. So, especially dealing with tantrums and stuff. <laughs> I have tantrums myself so you know you see kids have them you know or meltdowns whatever you want to call them but I think that was one of the biggest things I took away was staying calm or you know some. I think one of the big ones actually was I'm all over the shop here but one of the big ones was sometimes when you're talking to the kids you know as parents we say look at me mm. and you were saying, well, sometimes the kids don't want to look at you, but because we're trying to discipline them, we're like, look at me. You know, I'm trying to discipline you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. But some kids, and my son's a classic, he doesn't like eye contact. So, but he takes on board what you say. So he can be off looking at the roof, stars, whatever. He will still take it on board because mm. later on when you're talking to him, he'll be able to repeat everything that you said. So that was a big one. And mm. yeah. And then from that, you know, we got talking and you say in the Pilbara Dads Network and it was good. You know, we had a few morning catch ups and stuff when I could and at the time I was really fit and healthy and I was doing long distance triathlon as a side thing, as a hobby and whatnot. And so sometimes I couldn't make it, but other times I would and I'd rock up on my bike. I think I rocked up to the course a couple of times on my bike mm. or I was going for a long ride after the course. Yep. Um, 
and things like that. So, yeah, I I don't know what number I was in the dad's network. Jeez, it would have been pretty low. Um, well, I'd be able to do the. I'd be able to find you know, be able to find that date. I reckon that you joined, and then be able to do the maths. But yeah. you know, there's there's a, there is a few up here that um, are still up here. Yeah. You know, um, Andrew Beadle. Yeah. Dave Schultz. Yeah, Schultz. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a few of those guys that are still yeah. still around here and that. So it is. It was. Um, yeah, you would have been one of the if we had, if we had, um, you know, like a special shirt for first five. Yeah. I yeah. reckon. Like just yeah. The first percent, one percent, or something like that. It but was you can't have one percent on yeah. your shirt anymore, anyway. But. Nah, you get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, it was good, and then that moved into what you have now is the Australian Dad's Network, which is a great thing. And I've come and gone a couple of times um, with that. Yeah, you know, just yeah, but I'm back on now. It's good, and it's good to see it's thriving. You know, I think it's great. I don't interact too much on it, but I think it's been great what you've moved from the Pilbara Dads Network to the Australian Dads Network and engaging with all these dads all over the country. So I think it's wonderful. I really do. And for it to be headquartered here at home, I think it's really cool. Mm. You know, we're a small little place up here in the Pilbara. Well, we're a big place, but we're a small place in the Pilbara. I think it's great. I think I really think it's it's really fantastic, actually. Mm. I'm yeah, happy to be a cool. part of it. Yeah, no, it's good. And, and we're glad that you're a part of it because it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as you know, Carafa, it's a it's a blip on the map as far as um, size and population. But you know, as far as contributing to the, well, I mean, the national economy, like you said, mm, yeah. um, you know, the dirt that moves around the place and and the oil and gas and stuff like that. But you know, um, it's it's cool to be able to contribute to something from this location that is national as well. Yeah, it's you know, awesome. And it's um, I think it. For me, anyway, that that regional touch on uh, on a lot of the stuff that that can be done. You know, there's so many people in regional Australia that have some sort of skill or ability to make a big difference on a national level, um, or even just in their own patch. But um, too often times, and Carth has been like that, and still is to a certain degree, is thinking that no one can do certain things up here so let's bring them in from Perth or let's bring specialists quote unquote in from other places because no one can do it here you know and I think that mentality is starting to shift and, and there's a few of us that are really trying to push that local um, the local people can do really cool stuff to support the community and, and, and I think that's there's a shift happening which is cool yeah we don't have to be city based do we you know mm. it's with some special people up here and like you say, the skill set is here. Mm. We just need to unlock it, you know, and utilize what we have instead of paying other people from the cities to come here because we can do it. Mm. We can do anything up here. You know, we really can. So, And that goes for any small place, not just Carapa, but obviously I've never grown up in a city. Mm. You know, grew up in Townsville. I'm from a little town in New Zealand called Taupo. You know, and um, yeah, all of those places where I'm from, you know, Taupo in New Zealand's a wonderful place. I don't know if you've ever been. Haven't been in New Zealand. Oh, no. mate, you have to go. It's so good. And, you know, and in North Queensland, you know, it's 
it's similar distance than what Carthra is from Perth. You know, Townsville, Brisbane is similar to to Carthra to Perth, you know, and they've got some wonderful people up there mm. and they do some big things and and same with over here, you know. It's so good. I love it. Yeah, regions are good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't want this to turn into... We're definitely not sponsored by the tourism department of God city of no. Caratha. Um, no way. But it's you know it's it's cool. We're just looking outside here at the um you know the window is is you know the sun is trying to creep through the clouds, which is kind of unusual for us. But yeah, it's cool and it's good and and encouraging that you know anyone that's listening is you know love where you live. And if you don't love where you live, then maybe it's time to have a look at somewhere else and uh, and definitely try regional Australia because there's some there's some cool crew around and and there's often plenty of good camping spots and everything like that. Oh. So such good camping spots we have some wonderful places everywhere so yeah definitely get out of the cities guys mm. come and see us um i've got a question um hopefully i've got an answer for you i think you will so you mentioned about the you know long distance training for triathlons and all that mm. um and that was something that i remember was you know that like consumed your your days essentially you know early mornings late nights everything in between you know remember you're wearing some what's it pink and yellow sort of <laughs> polka dot leotard thing or whatever you want to call it yes that was you know while you were operating your bike watching queen on on um on tv or something yes budgie smugglers as well yeah budgie smugglers yes. chucking uh, laps with the budgie smugglers yes. tubs of vaseline and yes um what for you was either the reason for doing something like that um well let's start there what what's the reason that you would go i'm gonna just run for a day and see what happens there's a few reasons um and this might sound weird but i'm not a team sport or team player i i don't classify myself as a team player um I played team sport as a kid, hated it. Um, and then as I grew up, I lost interest in all of being active, I guess. Uh, and then and then it clicked with me one day and it said, Kieran, you have to do something, you know. And I was watching this thing, I think I've told you this, I was watching this thing on TV and it was, it had a clip for the World Championship Ironman in Kona in Hawaii, right? And I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And I didn't realise it was the whole race. I had no idea what this Ironman was about. And I think it was like eight hours later, I finished watching it. And some guy, I can't remember who it was, won. I think it was Craig Alexander, actually, the Australian guy. He's won it three times, right? And I was like, oh, I'm, I can do that. You know, maybe not at that level, but I, I want to have a crack at that. And some just flicked a switch. Um... And off I went. I said to my wife, I said, I'm going to do Ironman. <laughs> and she's like, what's that? So I told her, you know, you, you have to swim. She's caring you haven't swum in, I know, since you were in high school. I'm like, yep. And you got to ride your bike. You know, I've always liked riding a bike in some form of mountain bike, whatever. And, and then you're going to have to run a marathon. I was like, yeah. Sounds cool, eh? <laughs> and... You know, and then 
so I started training and then I went through some battles uh, mentally where um, I found the time out alone riding a bike for six hours, seven hours, doing 200Ks of riding, um, getting in the pool and just swimming and not stopping, you know, and then running. I hate running. My little brother's a runner. Yeah. And then I became okay at it. And I, I found the time alone suited my personality uh, where I could just drift off you know, ride my bike for stupid amount of hours and I had time to get away from everything. I switched off, you know, sometimes the mind would think when I'm out there, other times it wouldn't. And, um, yeah, so I started training and I got fit, which was great because I'm not typically a fit person, but I've gone through periods of my life where I've been fit. And, uh, yeah, it was so good. I really enjoyed it. And talking with some people now that are in my life, I miss it that I don't do it anymore. I don't so much miss the training. Mm. I miss the racing. The racing was fun, you know. The training, especially up here, the training was long and arduous sometimes, you know, summer. It's horrid. I'd be riding my bike at one thirty in the morning to beat the heat, mm. you know. Um, and then, yeah, you get to a race, you know, you fly away. Like I've raced in Vietnam, New Zealand, in Cairns, you know, in Busselton and all sorts. And you get there and it's just so cool. Like everyone's fit and healthy. Everyone's pumped. You know, they want to race. So it's the, it's, it was the, the energy of those events that sort of lifted you up more so than yeah the training. So yeah. h- how did you know then when you started training that mm. that would be something that would excite you? Like Because you could have got to those those events mm. and gone, oh, this is too much. I watched that show, that video or that episode, that race where you're on TV there. And to see the crowd on the sidelines... Mm cheering everybody on I thought this is cool I want to be a part of that atmosphere I think and typically I'm not a big crowd person I struggle sometimes with crowds and that and I thought I want to do it and I did it and loved it and kept doing it and I think I'm a racer at heart in anything you know I want to be the fastest I don't really have the body to be the fastest but it was so cool it really was just being a part of the whole atmosphere. Um, You know, I don't seek praise, I think, uh, and such. But to hear people saying on the sideline, go on, Kieran, good stuff. Keep going, mate, you know, and doing so well. And, you know, see my wife on the sideline cheering me on, you know, and asking me how I'm feeling and and me telling her I felt like shit (laughs) during a race. But, Taken you to the hospital a couple yeah, of times, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been fell off my bike once or twice, and yeah, a couple of hospital trips there. But it was a great time of my life. Lots of hard work was put in, and it was rewarding. So um, it helped 
clear the mind at times. Other times it wouldn't clear the mind because overdrive, you know. But it was something really cool part of my life, yeah. And I look back on it fondly. So, you know, if I talk to anyone about it and they go, oh, I'd like to have a go. I'm like, yeah, do it. It is consuming though. Mm. It does take you away from your family because, you know, I would, you know, you're training every day on top of work, on top of kids' activities, you know, morning, afternoon, you're training. And it depends on what you're doing, I guess. I'm all in. So I don't do it half-assed. I'll go all in. So, yeah, I was up early mornings either running, I'd be at the pool, you know, knocking the door down from the open gates to the pool. I'd, you know, come home after work, 12 hours at work, and go ride for three hours, you know. And then you got to sleep. So mm-hmm. it is hard, but so rewarding. But I don't think it's something I could do long term. Do you think that um, you mentioned that you're you're all in if you if you making the decision to do something you're all in, and has that when you haven't been able to have something that you're all in on, has that been when you've seen that your mental health has has dipped? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think when I finished with triathlon, I went on a real bad downward spiral, like really bad, and I think. You'll remember you were part of my group of people that I could call on if I needed help with stuff. So I went through a few years there where I was in a pretty bad way and I was doing nothing. So that's very true. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, and I had to find something else. So the period that period of time in my life was hard. You know, I, I nearly lost my marriage. Um, you know, you could ask my wife, she probably wouldn't talk about it, but, um, you know, several times there, I wasn't, uh, you know, a person that you'd probably want to be married to, you know, to her credit, she stuck by me, you know, I never did anything wrong to her that, you know, that's not in my nature, but um, I just was distant, you know, I wasn't active father, I wasn't active in my relationship with my wife. I had no effort. I had no care about anything. It was pretty sad when I look back at it now. I still have some battles, um, which I worked through, but it was a pretty horrible time. Uh, I had so many trips to the hospital to see doctors. I made so many calls to my tight group of people, which you, Dave Schultz from the network, was in. Uh, I had a couple of people in Perth and, and another couple of people. And it was a really hard time, like really, really, really hard. So um, there's a period of time where I was unemployed there, um, which is the nature of what I used to do before I do what I do now. You know, you would get made redundant when your work was, you know, construction. So you're always working yourself out of a job there. And there was time where I was made redundant and I just didn't care. I I wasn't interested in finding a job. I was more interested in going to Exmouth and spending time diving and camping by myself, you know, not caring about anything at home, you know, bills, whatever. I just leave it to my wife to sort out and pay and 
yeah, that was that was a hard couple of years where I was in that state of mind. But it's happened, and I spent a lot of time with. You know Andrew from Pilbara um, at the hospital. Ah, God, Andrew, he's a nice man. <laughs> that <way. laughs> oh, that Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, white hair, beard. You know, really nice guy. He's a counselor, so he, to me, was amazing. And it's very hard to find a counselor that you fit, you know, especially here. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have the uh, the sheer volume of choice, I guess. But Andrew was great. So when I was put in hospital one night um, where I walked out of my house um, and my wife said, where are you going? And I said, well, you told me to leave. I'm leaving. And or you told me to get out. You know, she had enough of my poor behavior or, yeah, attitude. And I was not great that day. And when I, you know, she took the keys off me, you know, which was hard. You know, she didn't want me to go drive the car because you don't know what's going to happen, you know. And so I walked and I just walked. And we live at the other end of town, which is not that far. (laughs) Six cases. Yeah, end six cases. So um, I walked from that end of town down the top road, zigzagging in and out of the road. I didn't walk on the footpath because I didn't care what happened to me, if a car hit me or what. And I was distraught. I was in tears, inconsolable. I chose not to ring myself or any of my other tight group of safe people. And for whatever reason, I found my way and I was at the hospital and I sought help and they took me in and the really hard bit is that when you walk into triage and they say, what are you here for? In their chirpy, happy voice, you know. And I said, I don't want to live anymore. And tears, you know, embarrassed, you know. And they took me straight in, obviously, and put me in the room where they watch yeah <laughs> which i felt really bad and then the next morning the psych and andrew came in so yeah and they talked to me and anyway moving on there was several visits to hospital over the next couple of years um you know a couple where i was told you need to go to the hospital a couple where i took myself and he was always there for me and I would go to him and counselling sessions and we'd talk about lots of things, you know, and there's even a couple of times when my wife came along with me and, you know, I just refused to talk. So I was like this immature person, but I didn't want to talk, you know, and he was always there and worked with me. And I could go talk to him today if I needed to. He's, he's really good. Mm. So... I think I've totally lost the question, but yeah, I'm better. Yeah. That's good. I think so. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jeez, I ramble. That's fine. Yeah. It's your show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is your story. 
this is um you know the i think you know just seeing the last you know couple of years um you know since you're making the shift into this new employment and you know i think you we were talking about being all in and you know same with you know one minute you're you're you know hitting a hammer on the side of a some sort of train part or something and then the next minute you're driving the train mm. <laughs> it's crazy um you know so it sits there's there's that element of you i suppose that's always going to be um you know i was going to say like you know striving for more in some degree that's you know always pushing yourself always learning or trying something new yeah i think that's definitely me it's um yeah i try and do the best with anything i think and give it my best anyway got a pretty good work ethic and you know i don't like doing washing ironing cooking (laughs) but work-wise yeah pretty good i think i'm I think I'm a. I classify myself as a leader, uh, not a follower, and that's really cool. You can see it in my kids. Like my daughter, she's a leader for sure. You know, she wants to be a doctor. Is so driven. Young fella, a bit of a follower, but he's a highly intelligent kid as well. So, not really sure where they get that from. Probably their mum, I'd say. But yeah try and do the best in any scenario mm. and yeah and so when you were talking about the um the tuning into kids uh that then you were struggling with you know just lost with how to parent or be a dad yeah um, what about now after you know what's that five years or so yeah um you feel like now you've you've i've got uh, it and what do you think Obviously, you know, 90% of it was that course that I delivered mm. gave you all the tools no that you doubt needed. About like it. It's just <laughs> created the man you are today. Um, but what. Thank, um, thanks, Liam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I am running a course coming up soon. <laughs> Contact me for more details. Um, the. You know, because seeing, seeing what your kids are doing now for themselves, but obviously with the support of, of you and Nicole, mm. um, you know, what's the what's being a dad like for you now it's really cool i enjoy 99 percent of it yeah it's you know i'm very fortunate i've got two great kids um i think we've all got great kids you know i we don't have any uh learning difficulties or things like that with our kids you know so you know the daughter just hates school holidays she just wants to stay at school um Juddy, he he loves school once he gets there. Yeah, sometimes not that keen to get there, but once he gets there, he's good. And to have that makes being dad easy. You know, they are thriving at school. Like, Azra's bloody top of the class. You know, her results are phenomenal. You know, we're so proud of her. Juddy... He's just so intelligent. Beyond, it almost defies you how intelligent the kid is, because he doesn't show it, mm. you know. But then you can have a conversation with him, 
and he blows you away with what his understanding of stuff is and very clever. So um, the, the 1% that I struggle with is sometimes you've got to be the bad parent, you know. I don't know if I'm going to swear, but sometimes your kids are assholes, right? And I won't accept it. Um, I understand sometimes why they are, you know. I'm one of those people at times as an adult, <laughs> you know. So, But we have to then bring the kids back, I think. And I've found the decision-making process that I go through when disciplining my kids it's not that difficult for me because my kids understand what they've done you know and understand that mum and dad are going to you know discipline us in you know whatever way and we are non-physical discipline people um you know so it, it it could be things along the lines of you know Azra has a phone she's you know, 14, bam, you know, and she accepts it and she'll hand it straight over. Um, we don't like banning them from their activities because most of their activities are team related and we don't want them to let their team down. So, you know, it could just be, you know, you're on picking up the dog shit for next week, mm. something like that. So I find parenting now pretty cruisy yeah pretty fortunate feel very fortunate wake up got two great kids we all love each other which is fantastic um and yeah we're not the most physical you know to display our love but it's there you know it's there the kids know it's there and you know daughter has a tough day she, i'm always giving her hugs and and she'll come for hugs and yeah, dad, dad life's pretty cool in my house these days. Judd's got Lego, like big Legos. Mm. They're so cool. I love building them with him. You know, Azra does a dancing. I love seeing her dance. You know, it's so good. The kid, she's not the most natural dancer. You know, she's a bit awkward, a bit like, you know, the Gumby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's a bit like, she's a bit of a Gumby. But uh, she's all legs because she's tall like you. She's tall. Um, I don't dance like Gumby though. Yeah, like, like, like a giraffe. Rockstar, a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A baby giraffe trying yeah. to drink water. Yeah, yeah, one of those new ones. Keep falling over. So, but she gets up on stage and she dances a heart out and it puts a massive smile on my face, you know, and to see her improve over the years has been so good to watch. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I... I don't know if I fit in with half the other dads because I find it pretty easy these days, you know. I think I've come into my zone as dad as they've gotten older, mm. you know. They want to do shit with dad and I reckon that's pretty cool, you know. It's not always just mum now, you know. Mum's important, don't get me wrong, like very important. But dad does all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which yeah. is um yeah, which is which is cool to see, you know, like Judd's obviously into his go karts and stuff now, which is oh, you yeah. know, that's 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 your it's jam as far as, you know, being able to tinker with things and yeah. 
and, and all that too and, and obviously the travel and stuff as I well talk about there. That all day long I love it yeah so, well I used to race when I was younger mm. so motorsports it's in my family I grew up dad taking me to speedway my dad raced go-karts I grew up going to speedway in Townsville you know and then yeah I reckon it's a sort of staple of country life, rural, regional life, I reckon, mm. Speedway. And then Juddy, yeah, since he was so little, man, he's always loved cars, motors, engines, motorbikes, full drive, loves full drives, drift cars, anything, you know. And a couple of years ago, you know, he'd been playing team sport and he, because he's little, you know, what he, mm. he's, he's just like this real skinny kid, you know, chicken, knobbly knees, chicken legs, you know. And he played footy and it wasn't his thing. You know, he wouldn't get after the ball, you know, and which is fine. You know, I'm not really a footy guy. I watch footy, but why would you run and get smashed and get hurt? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, so... This is yeah. the guy who runs for three days in a row. Yeah, but you're not <laughs> running into anything. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, so, so Juddy's like... Where were we? We were we were in Perth. Am I running late? No. So you look at your watch. Oh, right. No. Um, it's just habit now. Ah. Be smart watches. Yeah, see, I don't wear watches. Anyway, yeah, so I think we were down in Perth on holidays one time and we took him to the indoor go-karts, right? Because, you know, kids' activity on holidays, we don't have it up here. We'll take him there. And he was like a little frother. Hey, he just, he was, he was loving life there and... He jumped in and, and then he gets out and he goes, I want to race one. Like, you just had a go in one, you know. And I, you know, my wife probably won't believe me, but, you know, with my motorsport background and stuff, you know, having carts and motorbikes and all sorts of stuff growing up, um, it wasn't never my intention for him to race carts, right? Never. And, but I'm not one that's going to say to my kids, no, you can't do it, mm. you know. It's expensive, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, they say go-karts is the cheapest form of motorsport. It's true, but motorsport's not cheap. <laughs> so it's still going to cost a bomb. Anyway, so we came back up here and uh, we went out to the racetrack here um, with a friend who is a senior. Anyway, and there was a little kid there practising and, and they offered a go for Juddy in, in his cart. So we put his suit on and a helmet on his head and off he went out of the track and he was quick you know and he came in with the biggest smile on his face and and Nicole kind of looked at me and she's like oh here We're we go this, aren't we? <laughs> here we go again you know and I was like how cool is this you know I was having a great time anyway so we put some money aside and we got him his first go-kart and he loved it from the onset he just loved it still loves it he can rattle off every single f1 driver where they're from who they drive for where they are in the ladder you know points wise he can rattle off any car that comes past you know driving down the road you're driving along he's like ooh, that was a merc whatever it was model number and nicole has no idea about cars neither does his sister so it bores him to death but you know, and then he talks about all his four-wheel drives and um, it's just, I don't know, it's his thing, you know. I'm, whilst I love motorsport, you know, my whole life, whatever, 
I'm not really a car guy. I don't care for them, you know. He can tell me all sorts of motors and stuff, and I don't give a shit to about it, to be honest. But I stay engaged and go, yeah, listen to him. But anyway, now, yeah, so he races, and he goes quite well. You know, we're really happy. And I'll give him every opportunity to be as good as he can be or wants to be. And he's got a goal. He wants to be a state and national champion. So when we talk about regional kids doing big things, we're giving him the opportunity to do that. And, you know, last year we did a couple of trips to Perth for him. He got fifth in the state title for the Cadet Nines, which was really cool, you know, um, to see him drive down at Bunbury for the first time that weekend and, and stay clean all weekend and stay on track and to finish fifth out I think there was 15 of them in his class was really cool like really cool to see and he was so happy and then this year he's moved up to cadet 12s and that's a class it's the same as the cadet nines from last year but they take the restrictor out of the motor so he's got an unrestricted motor this year and he just goes bananas mate mate we're actually going out practicing this afternoon. You know, we're going to Tom Price next week. What, two weeks ago, we're down to Perth for the national title. I think three weeks before that, we're down in Geraldton for a round of the WA State Series. We're going to Townsville in Queensland in a few weeks for him to race the state title over there. So it's a huge trip logistically. Hmm. Um, but he wants to race. And he loves it. So I'll give that opportunity all day long, you know. I love it. Yeah, you know, I'm his mechanic. I'm learning more. Do you do you think that you love um, that it's go karts and you get to be a mechanic, or do you think that it's that you are just thriving in seeing your son passionate about something, or both? Yeah, both. It's I'm enjoying seeing him. Um, so with the karting, and it can go for any sport. He's making friends, you know, everywhere. Mm. So he doesn't just have friends in Karatha. He's now got friends in Perth. He's got friends in Geraldton, a farmer's boy in Geraldton. Uh, he's got, he met some kids down in the national title the other week from Townsville, where, where we're from originally. Um, you know, so seeing him make those bonds with other boys and girls is great. Uh, Seeing him develop his race craft on track is really good for me. And I, and Nicole has seen the bond that me and him are building by us two going away racing all the time. Um, she's seen our bond grow strong and I can see it as well. Um, and then me working on his cart it's given me something to do, you know. Like I said, I'm a racer. I'd love to race uh, again one day. But to be honest, right now, I'm just stoked to see him and happy working on his cart for him. Um, put him on track and seeing him improve and go is just, it does my head in in a good way. You know, it's awesome. And I think, I think you might have seen a photo recently of me and him walking back to the national titles after a solid day of practice where we improved every session on a, on a new track for him 
and the smiles on both her faces mm. I think told the story of the day you know long day working hard all day to get where we got was really rewarding and so I'm loving it from all aspects I really am it's you know how I said I'm all in mm. yeah I'm all in on it so um, our parts suppliers probably love me you know tyres and stuff so <laughs> um, I'm keeping 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 the tyres flowing through the shop there and um, but it's been really good and I think filling that void from the triathlon where it was independent it was just me uh, to now and then I went through that period and now to be thriving but with my son specifically with the racing is something I'm really proud of and then you know then the daughter's dancing as well I can't forget the daughter she's she's special so um that's really good yeah i can't go to her practice because the dance dance studios run a bit differently I, you don't have girls uh, your boys don't dance either do you? no um but you know it's drop and run that's the rules you know and then you get to see her dance uh twice or three times a year when i do concerts and in perth the other week we went to a dance concert where she was dancing and you know we're d- she's dancing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, I think it is. Wow. So a lot. And when you get to the dance concert and you see her come up on stage and perform, you go, crikey, all that work that we're dropping her off, you know, to dance here, um, look what we've got. Look what's look what, what look what she's doing. Mm. And it just I can sit there and watch her dance all day long. It's really nice. And you know, you look and go, geez, she's not 13 anymore, is she? When you look at her on stage and her outfits and stuff, you go, crikey. And then then you you go at the back when they finish dancing and she comes and gives you a massive hug and she's so proud of what she did on stage and just, yeah, melts you. So it's really cool. So I think the void has been filled mm. and it's keeping me on the straight and narrow, I guess you would say. I don't know another word for it, but um, it's keeping me in a good spot, put it that way. Mm. Mm. So, you know, we've been on a little bit of journey of, of Kieran over the last 35, 40 minutes or been that long. might be. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've heard that there's been some struggles that you you go all in with a lot of the things that you you need to at that particular time to be able to support your um, your mental health. Yeah. Um, and now feeling like you're in a really good space with with the kids supporting you and and you going essentially all in with with their stuff. Mm. Um, and that's filling that void mm. with um, you know with anyone that's listening to this that may be in that void at the moment that may be sort of struggling with you know young kids and feeling like because i remember what that was like too like you know this is this is probably the first year where we've felt that we've got that space and that ability to be able to communicate and it's not always easy but the ability to be able to communicate with our boys 
on a different level than what we've ever had before. And, but still remembering very vividly how hard it was years ago. So, you know, anyone that's in that place that feels like that's just, it's relentless and it's not going to give up Mm. and just constantly being bombarded with the chaos of new kids, um, you know, that first few years, what, what, what advice or words would you give someone who's listening to that that's currently in that? A deep struggle. I guess um, stick with it. Like I'm doing really cool shit with my kids now, and they're only ten and thirteen. So the time will come where they do want to do cool stuff with dads. And remember, dads are cool, right? So um, just just stick with it. Don't don't lose hope or give up on them because it might be hard now um just stay there like be active in their life you know and i guess i'm fortunate you know i live with my kids and a lot of our dads don't um but when you get that time just find something cool to do with them you know it could be anything you know it could be bloody racing paddle pop sticks down the gutter when it rains anything you know kids will love the time with their dad and um i'm not very good at dishing out advice but yeah stick with it the time will come where they just want to going to want to do stuff with dad and when that time comes do stuff with them you know it doesn't matter what it is you know it doesn't have to be dance and go-karts like it is in my house you know it could be playing dress ups. You know, it could be anything. So the time will come where they want to do stuff with dad and make that a really cool time and I think the memories created will last a long, long time and, and they'll look back on them fondly. Um which is a cool thing, I think. So I don't know if that classifies as advice or not. I think so. Stick yeah. with it. It's um you know, perseverance. Yeah, definitely. And then just be uh, thanks, and show some show some grit, show some grit, be grateful for um, you know for those moments when they do arise, when they when they do because they will. Definitely, my legs are so white. Um, We're just coming out of out of summer. Yeah, (laughs) we're all wearing (laughs) pants or something. I don't know. Um, What's the what's the future feel like, Kieran? Ah. Oh, this, I don't know. I think I'm happy. Like, I'm happy where I work, where I live. Um, I think, honestly, there's going to come a time in the next few years where the conversations can be had in my house about, you know, is this where we're staying Where as the kids get to uni and stuff? Um, because like I was saying before, I've got two really intelligent kids. And that's not me skiding, you know, you know, the, re- the school reports show and their performance shows that we've got two really clever kids. Um, hopefully the Pilbara can offer them something because I love it here. Um, you know, but obviously Azure wants to be a doctor, you know, so I think that, that requires Perth at some point or, you know, not necessarily Perth but a, a capital city move. I think for her to to move into that um, phase of her life, university and whatnot. 
um, and Juddy. So despite his, he wants to be a car racing driver, if that doesn't work out, he wants to be an aerodynamicist. Hmm. Have you heard of that? Just now. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not the only one. Make, um, it like make things go better in the air. Yeah. Mm. So F1 cars, <laughs> that's, right? That's the technical term. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, F1 cars, it's all about aerodynamics. Mm. And that's his thing. That's where he... So who knows where you he's going Can't do that at up. tape up here. Nah, unfortunately not. So I don't know how you make a Land Cruiser go faster. They're shaped like a box. Mm. So <laughs> I know there's there's a whole bunch of people who drive Nissans who are saying something yeah. about it right now. Yep. So... Um, the future, yeah, the conversation I have no doubt will, will be raised uh, and we'll approach it sensibly and make the decision what's best for us. Um, I'm fortunate that I love what I do for a job. Uh, my company, you know, if I if I did have to have to go down to be near the kids or whatever, um, I still have the option to work for them. So... Who knows? I really don't know. Um, but right now, I can't see anything changing. I'm happy. The kids are happy here. Um, and I think with that, we give them all the opportunity when we travel. We travel a lot, um, especially with Juddie's racing. You know, and we don't let Azra miss out with her dancing and stuff. So they're not stuck here in Caratha year round we get away a lot um which helps them when they come back here because it can be consuming living in the pilbara so we make that important time to go away mm. yeah so you know they'll probably finish their school here i would think um as we go dad i want to go to boarding school i'm like sweetheart i didn't have you for you not to be near me as a child, so uh, I like having my kids around. Um, so boarding school's not on my radar. I don't know if it's on Nicole's not. We haven't had the conversation, but yeah, well, I don't know. Why would you want to? S- I understand rural people like farming and that, but I don't know. There's a good school here. Yeah, she goes to private school and she's getting a great education so I don't see the need for that to change anytime soon and I go to work and I'm home every day which I love so yeah I work shift work but I'm still home every day yeah so the future is bright hopefully Juddy gets on and wins a state and national title and as it just keeps being a shining star on a dance stage and and a brilliant student you know both the kids are brilliant students and yeah who knows i've been here a long time and i love it so i don't see me going anywhere mm. it's good and i think um yeah just saying you come back onto social media over the last six months or so and and yeah we're definitely seeing through um through that you know and and obviously social media is it's one of those things you you never know what that actually is but you know yeah. i think knowing you and seeing your post and stuff i see that there's um you know there's there's a happiness and a contentness in mm. life at the moment which is really cool to see mm. um 
but I also am aware that you've just come off night shift and uh, um, <laughs> that couch is extremely comfortable, like you said. So it's uh, a comfy couch, yeah. Well, um, maybe we'll we'll close it out there, and uh, I just want to say thanks for you know taking the opportunity to come and have a chat with me. Appreciate it. Um, taking me outside of my comfort zone, you and Chris this week, uh, Chris yesterday, and and you today. He probably has a far more interesting story than I do, but I'll let you guys argue about that once these <laughs> all get released. You can have little uh, little coffee catch up or something and, and talk about that. Yeah. Um, but no, I appreciate it, and it's uh, yeah, it's good to be able to do these face to face now as well, and um, and just yeah. Thanks. I think it's yeah. I think it's uh, it's about time you had me on. I've known you for long enough. And uh, no, it's been really good. Yes, I've just come off a night shift, but um, I've got a big day. I've got to take the wife out for a lunch date. Mm. And then Juddy's got about five hours of practice at the racetrack this afternoon. This afternoon, So um, yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's been really good. Don't forget to um, prompt people to get on and have a look at Juddy's racing. Well, that's, yeah. So what, what, oh, yeah. what can listeners who are interested in so following along with you or following yeah. along with the, the racing and stuff well, how can they get involved we'll yeah. obviously also put um all those details and stuff in yeah in the show notes and things as well but don't add me as a friend on facebook because i don't do that but we have a facebook page called judd roll on motorsport um it's a page where we are very actively promoting his motorsport uh activities and what he does so we have a lot of family overseas and around the world and stuff friends so it's been really good for them to be able to do it so it's a private page but all you do is just request to join um and i'll throw you on there so it's really cool it's just a dad and his 10 year old boy racing you know um and loving it so get on there and have a look it's also on instagram the same thing judd roller motorsport but um yeah, be happy to see some people get on and see what we're up to there. It's been really good. So we just made a sponsorship announcement the other day, which was really cool. There's a cool story on there about that. Mm-hmm. I think you've read it. Yep. So, yeah, we don't actively seek sponsorship and stuff, but this was a really cool thing that came up and was too good to refuse, really. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Pleasure. And like I said, we'll put all the all those links onto the show notes and and everything um so yeah appreciate you coming on board and we'll um talk to you again really soon roger